Hey there, uh, Cave Comedy Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to, uh, sex and other human activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and, um, I wrote in and, uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then, um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could, uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. You know, I lost my family, I lost my house. And, um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list, because he needs, he needs your, your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, everybody. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski, and it is 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday, and I am drinking a whiskey Coke. It's fine. It's fine. Right <laughs> You're done with work for the day. Yeah, you know, this is this is my uh, culmination for the day, so I feel like it's fine. Boy, it's nothing like, there's nothing like peaking at 5 p.m., is Yeah. It? <laughs> you know, I gotta make a pot roast. That's the rest of my day. Okay, that's something. Yeah, right? That's something. Yeah, that's definitely something. I think I might go out and get drunk tonight. That'll be nice. Yeah, yeah, just tonight. I feel like a, I feel, I just feel like I need a, a good drunk. I think it sounds great. Not a, like a terrible drunk, not like a whiskey drunk. Yeah. But like just go like out. Like a beer? Like a 10 beer drunk. Yeah, that sounds great. That's what I feel like. I feel like a good 10 beer drunk. I have been, I've been rocking that often lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Doug and I just got back from vacation visiting his family out in Washington State. And they are like backwoods people. But smart as hell, loyal as fuck. They just drink all day. Yeah. You know, and they've been doing it their entire lives. It's chain smoke and they drink all day. But I mean, they're also like killing cows out back, making dinner. You know, it's like they they have jobs. They actually have a lot of money, but they don't fucking act like it. Yeah. And they are drinking. His grandmother only drinks Casadoras tequila. So we kept having to go out and buy her some more Casadoras. Get me some more Casadoras! <laughs> what she sounds like. And she's fucking awesome. And I just like... I. I, I, I forget that, like, in college you do that, where you drink all day long, but then you kind of grow out of it. Yeah. Because you can't, I can't do it anymore. But then I remember I can do it <laughs> for, a, for a little bit of time. See, I can't do it. Well, I get I, sleepy. Yeah. Well, I get sleepy, I have to take a nap. You take a nap. That was the best part about vacation. Yeah. You that's why I can't do that in normal life. But on vacation, you start drinking at 10 a.m., take, like, a solid 3 p.m. nap, wake up, eat dinner, continue to drink. Yeah. That is true. I do like doing that in Texas. Going back to Texas next week. Yeah. Very excited about it. It's going to be fucking great. Going to go see my nephew play football for the first time. He's a strong one. I saw a picture of him. He is a scary strong one. Yeah. He's a fucking great football player, though. Scored three touchdowns a couple of games ago. That sounds like a good thing. Fucking kid. Get the ball (laughs) through the big hoop. Nope. Get the ball across the line. Oh, oh, yeah. Where the tongs are in the back. Yeah, there's the fork. Yeah. (laughs) Tongs. Salad tongs up there. I'm going to go see him in a town called Electra. Yeah. Sexy. It's right near McGargle. Well, not so sexy. (laughs) Real close to Wichita Falls. And you're bringing your girlfriend as well, right? Yeah, it's the third time we've gone together. It's, I'm saying, man, 
there's something about I think a lot of people are scared of hanging out with their significant other's family. I know God knows I was. This is the first time I met this side of his family. And God damn, it just brought us closer together. Yeah. Most of the time, it, that's what it it's does. It's what it does. And I feel like people are so scared to do it because they're worried about judgment. And it's like, yeah, sure. You got to give them what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to like put on my good face. Oh, definitely. But then at least like with them, unlike it's not the same with my family. When he comes to my family, we have to be on good behavior. With them, the like least good behavior was what they wanted. Yeah. They wanted you to just like hang out your fucking dirty laundry and let's tell some fucking stories. Yeah. And so meeting a family like that just like completely changed my opinion on it. That's great. Because uh, I know you don't get along well with one side of Yeah, his Doug's maternal family. side of the family, um, his mother hates me. Yeah. Which sucks for me because I've never met a parent that I could not win over. I don't know how that could happen. I don't know how a parent could hate you. Yeah, she really, you know, it's one of those, he's the oldest son. I've burned him hard in the past. Yeah. I feel like on that side, but it's like, it's been years, man. Come on, please give me a break. I was, what, three years ago? Yeah. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago and like everything is different now and if she would just like allow me to comfortably enter her home, she would see that. Which, that'll be Christmas, so we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Christmas day, Christmas day. Got a feeling gonna be getting a few texts from you during the holiday season. solid drunk as shit (laughs) texts. I just don't understand it. And, like, I've tried... I'm fairly good shapeshifter. Yeah. Like, at least when it comes to, like, respecting older people, I'm good around, like, I don't necessarily like old people, because I've never met one I actually liked, until this last trip, when I met, like, his grandmother and all of them, because they're all fucking awesome. You would have loved my papa. I bet I fucking would have. You would love that guy. I feel like Texas and Washington State is fairly similar, and you would never think it. I think so, too. From what uh, you guys have told me about uh, these people, I can imagine each person being transplanted, because Doug was telling me about he had a cousin who was uh, a big rig driver. Monty. Monty. And uh, what was it? He got into a huge car wreck, and the guardrail almost sliced his arm off, and he kept the seat from to the show, uh, yeah. to show from the big rig, and that's definitely a Texas thing. Is like because you know I think a lot of other people be like I never want to think about that again. Like that was such a horrible thing. But in places like you know or, or Oregon or Washington, 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 people in Washington and people in Texas are just like look at this shit. I survived this. There's proof. You won't hear a story. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I then, just oh, I just told it to you. Yeah, let me tell let you. Let me tell again. you again. <laughs> and he had like the newspaper print out of like the huge because he made the front of the. You know, his small town's paper because yeah. he almost fucking died. And, he, you know, he comes in off the rig and he's all covered in dirt and he slams down like a huge Costco-sized bottle of Fireball. And we're <laughs> drinking with, like, his mother. They're all old women. We're, like, sitting in this coven of cigarette smoke, drinking Fireball right out of the bottle. And he's like, and Doug's like, well, I have to drive, so I got to, like, keep her easy. He's like, if you can't drink, you can't drive. Saddle up. <laughs> And just, like, made him keep drinking. And I was like, Doug, I don't drive stick, so please, can you just keep her easy just a little bit? I had to, like, get him off to the side and be like, just chug some water or something in secret, okay? I don't think any less of you, but I don't want to die today. That's a that's what the only thing about going back to Texas is that there's a lot of stuff that happens when I go back to Texas that I cannot talk about. 
on this show. Yeah. I, I can't talk about it on this show. I can't talk about it on Roundtable. Like, that, I'm I'm not sworn to secrecy. But you kind of but are. I kind of am yeah. because they're such small communities, and I don't want to be that guy. Like, yeah. I don't want to be – I mean, I think the biggest thing is I just don't want to exploit people. Of like, course. I don't want to go back and say, like, yeah, you hear about, you know, this stupid bullshit that went on. And like, no, 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 no. Like, some things just completely fu- – like, there are some stories that I wish to God I could tell, but I can't. No, you just one, it. It's a loyalty thing. One, very incriminating. Yeah. <laughs> things that could send people to jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then that's mostly it. And, and two, it's also stuff that, you know, people wouldn't want the community at large to listen to. Because a lot – actually, the strange thing is that a lot of people do – from back home do listen to the shows that uh, that I do here at Cave Comedy Radio. And they will talk about them amongst Ugh. themselves. Uh, and th- that you don't want – there was one time that I did, like, talk about uh, – I mentioned a fucking – insane night that I had back in Texas and um, I didn't say any names but as soon as the episode came out my brother called me up and apparently him and his buddies were around drinking and that like and they were like yeah did you hear about that shit that Marcus said and he said that they sat there for like half an hour trying to guess to figure out who it was <laughs> trying to figure out who the girl was oh, yeah. and like when it happened and all that and finally just called me after they'd gotten drunk enough he goes all right, listen here, you little motherfucker. <laughs> just uh, who who was it? Who who is that guy, girl you're talking about? Who who was it? And I like I, I told him he's like he goes, huh? Shit, none of us guessed that one. I'm <laughs> 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 like, dude, it was a surprise to me as well. I did not expect that from that woman. I can't. It was like way back. It was a Christmas story from God, like fifty, sixty episodes ago. I don't know. Uh, but I, I, there's just some things that I can't, you know, that I can't talk about. Some stories that people have, some life stories that some people have that I know that are fascinating life stories, and they are fascinating people. Uh, but I, you know, I'm not gonna do that. Like I, just, I can't do that. There is a that's like a line that I just can't cross. Yeah. Well, that's why we're trying to actually get his grandmother to write a book or something before she goes, man. Because she was telling us stories, but a lot of the her shit she can't tell publicly either. Yeah. Is that her husband was Bobby Austin, who was a he was a Grammy Award winning country music star that worked with Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings and like all the greats and all of those greats wrote a lot of their music right at Fern Prairie where we were staying, where they would just wow. take Bennies and like stay up for days and just write music and just then they just hung out there. And she told me some stories that I was just like what? What? <laughs> what? And she's like, well, you know, I can't fucking say anything about it, but I can tell you fucks about it. And it's just like, Grandma Austin, you tell the best stories. And she just would like, there's something about those like backwoods people too that like can tell you a fucking story. I tell you what, no televisions in any of those houses. Didn't yeah. need one. No. I just sat and listened to them all tell stories over and over again. And then I heard all the secrets of the family. Oh. They told me every single, and then everything started with, well, don't tell nobody now, all right? Don't tell <laughs> nobody that I told you this. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me. And so it was kind of great. And I feel like, when you meet someone's family, when it comes to that stuff, you just get to know. Like, I know Doug so much better now. Yeah. I see where he came from. I see how he was raised. I saw his baby pictures. You know, things that, like, if his mother liked me, 
I probably would have seen years ago, but, mm. you know, that whole side is just fucking cut off. And they were just so welcoming and loving, and I didn't know, you know. Yeah, when I took Nikita home for the first time, like, after about two days, she goes like, okay, now I get it. I get she's, it. That's yeah, the thing, you like, get it. Yeah, she's like, all right, now, now it all now It, it all, all makes sense. sense. Yeah, she's like, that. those few things about you that I couldn't figure out, I got it now. And it just, like, all weirdly falls into place of, like, like some of the things that he does has always like annoyed the shit out of me. Now they don't like yeah. immediately. It's all gone. That's funny. I'm like it comes by it honestly. You know, yeah. he's just he lives in outer space. And <laughs> it's great. Yeah, we all do know that about Duggars. <laughs> Dougalug, as we oh, call him. Yeah, them. a little Dougalug, man. <laughs> but it's kind of cool. Yeah. Now that's I'm back great. to reality. Kind of sucks. I hate living here. But. Yeah. Well, you know it's. Uh, we all get our little times here and there that we can secretly get away. And I walked off the plane. We had been like stuck in PDX in Portland Airport for so long, like completely overnight. And we get off the plane. It's like, all right, you know what? It's good to be home. It is good because we are gone for like eleven days. Yeah. And as we're walking off the plane. This, like, Russian woman with a baby turns around and starts walking up the ramp. And then the flight attendant comes out and was like, ma'am, you can't go back up there. She's like, go fuck yourself. I need the stroller. And they were, like, bringing the stroller down. And he's like, ma'am, I'm going to have to call the police. You can't come back up here. She's like, go fuck yourself. And, like, swung at him. And I was just like, welcome home. (laughs) I am home. Thank you, New York, for immediately. You can't even get off the plane. (laughs) Not even a second. And then they start screaming at each other, the baby. Be screaming, and Doug and I just walk past them. We're just like, man, we watch as the police come running up. Like, Let's just get out of here. Yeah, and, and you just, just don't even pay attention. You're just like, okay, just I want to get home. I just, just, just get me home, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll be fine. Just, be fine. Just, just get me home. <laughs> oh, man, they, we choose it. Yeah, we, we choose it. Marcus. No one's keeping us here. <laughs> I've got at least three other plans in my head right now that I could pursue should i choose to pursue them but no still here in a basement talking into a microphone <laughs> well that's the whole thing is which is great it's great it's great it's, it's great. a fucking it's great. All, we live awesome lives we do of course. live awesome we don't, lives we don't mean to you know we don't mean to complain or anything like that it's just that new york is it's just extremely stressful it's totally the grass is always greener too oh yeah. you know like i i see that way of life and then the thinking about it, of course i had a long talk with henry about it because i immediately whenever i go into that mode of like what am i doing i call henry and henry's like can you imagine honestly having Ten kids living in the middle of nowhere, like living off the land, which all of that sounds awesome. He's like, but think about it. Yeah. For me personally, like for a lot of people, yeah, man, it sounds fucking great. And But for me personally, I wouldn't be able to handle it. No. I would have a mental breakdown later on. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I think you'd drink yourself silly. I would drink myself to death. Yeah. Is what I would do. I think so. But not everyone is like that. I just know that, but like I needed him to put it in that perspective for me because that's kind of like what he is in my life pretty mm-hmm. much. And uh, and I was just like, you're right. Because I, I would drink myself to death. Yeah. Which is what a lot of them do. Yeah. That, they have a great time doing it, though. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. I mean, how that's you're saying, you know, they drink all day, every day, and and who knows? Sometimes people do that when people visit, mm-hmm. and they don't, you know, they, they definitely put on more of a yeah, they'll go, show, of they'll course, go a little bit into overdrive, uh, but they definitely drink more than the average person. Yeah, they 
Yes. Yeah. They. I mean, they definitely do. His grandmother has 20% kidney function. Woo. And I was just like, Grandma, can it? And she's like, what? I live this fucking long. <laughs> and so I guess like when, once you hit that age. How old is she? She's only 80, which oh. in the terms of things is not bad. But she's been smoking and drinking since she's literally seven years old. Only? I think you should say, she's fucking 80. Well, I think I that's guess, how yeah. you should say it. <laughs> That's definitely She's the delivery. There's like bullet holes all over the house of like, because I heard like both like both of Doug's aunt and uncle say like, oh, you know, mom and dad would get drunk. The guns would come out. And then she would <laughs> tell the stories of how like she'd just be screaming, go ahead, fucking shoot me. Go ahead, shoot me. And he would be so drunk that he couldn't shoot her. So there's bullet holes in the couch, in, like in like the couch that we had for years. Like there's just bullet holes everywhere. That is the life of a country musician. Yeah, right? Yeah. Never got her though. Yeah. Never got her. <laughs> Didn't even wing her. Never got Not her. Not once. <laughs> That's what she said. That's how she ended the story. Never got me though. <laughs> Took a drag of the cigarette. Never fucking got me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's get on to some letters. All right. Uh, Our first letter is some uh, advice from a listener to another listener. Uh, The uh, listener that that we're talking about here is the woman a few weeks back that was talking about how she was in an abusive relationship with her girlfriend. They got married uh, and everything just generally went to shit. Uh, And uh, this is what the listener says about that. She said, I just wanted to mention to the woman who married her girlfriend who is refusing to divorce her, she should look for her local LGBT chapter, whether it is in her city or somewhere else in the state to get legal assistance, especially if it becomes legal at the federal level. It might fuck her stuff up if she does not get officially divorced. Additionally, if money is an issue, there are legal aids in each major city. I would even look into a Christian legal group who often provides services free services which is true and i can't even believe i didn't even think about that because we actually have a fairly active lgbt um chapter in my hometown which is extremely racist and homophobic town but like i have i've heard numerous stories of how they have helped out people especially when it comes to harassment when it comes to violence issues and now i mean in florida it's not you can't marry someone that you're in love with yet so that's not an issue just yet but i've definitely heard that like even in that kind of town there are people to help yeah no matter where you are there's going to be someone to help in this day and age i wouldn't say no matter where you are but if you live in any kind of metropolitan area then there's going to be a local lgbt chapter and there's definitely going to be one in your state somewhere yeah so uh, thank you, Jennifer, for uh, writing yeah, in thank and giving you. that advice. Uh, let us get on to our first advice letter. Hi, Jackie and Marcus. First off, just wanted to say you guys are amazing. I'm a very de- dedicated listener from Alaska to all Cave Comedy Radio podcasts. Also to Jackie, I know you're trying to fix your voice, but I think it's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Alaska. Alaska. What are we going to call her? Ooh, Snow Bunny. Snow Bunny. Anyway, that's not a real name. That's not really a real name. We'll just call her Bunny. Okay, Bunny's good. Anyways, in the past, I have always been a generally confident person when it comes to my body, especially with my men who I've been with for years. However, I have had two kids back to back in the last two years. Irish twins, am I right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I have not heard that called that in so Irish twins. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, anyway, okay, back. 
Because I'm walking proof birth, birth control doesn't always work. Terrifying. O- that's oldest, terrifying. That's absolutely <laughs> terrifying. <sighs> oldest isn't quite two. The youngest is eight months. And so I went from a size five to a 13. And he likes my body more now because he thought I was too skinny for being five, six. But I can't stand it. I don't have enough time to work out, though, because I work seven days a week and have college full time plus spending time with my kiddos. But it's causing me to be super insecure in the bedroom. I've gotten into costumes and such which will help boost my self-esteem some, and he's totally into it. But is there any advice you guys have? Feel free to share this on the podcast in case it helps any other girls out there who are too shy to ask. A, good for fucking you that not only are you raising kids, but you're still going to college. And have a full-time job. A, a, that's, and you're keeping your marriage life. Even the fact that you're thinking about your sex life and working towards it is fucking awesome. That's ridiculous. Truly, the Alaskans are a frontier people. (laughs) (laughs) Truly a hearty bunch. I mean, you have to remember that you're you're probably giving yourself a really hard time, which I understand, believe me, about weight gain 100%. I have a lot of insecurities. Um, I am also, you know, again, I've been with Doug for a long time and a big part of the reason why we had initially broken up was that I had gained weight and I thought that he wasn't attracted to me anymore. And the more I said he wasn't attracted to me anymore, the more he'd be like, I am, I don't understand. And then I just pushed him away and pushed him away and pushed until he wouldn't sleep with me anymore. Yeah. Because I was so insecure about myself. So part of that like mental breakdown was also rediscovering me and my sexuality as well. Um, I think when it comes to the way that you look, what I first started with, and and this is only up until like about two years ago that I had to start this process because I really, I wouldn't change in front of him. Even after we got back together, I would come out of the shower and I would like put my clothes on in the bathroom before I'd go into the bedroom and I didn't want him to see me. And I started finally, like he would ask me about it. He'd be like, I love you the way you are. And it was me that had to deal with it, you mm-hmm. know? So I started looking at myself naked in the mirror because I found myself that like, I realized that it had been like years and years since I'd even just looked at myself naked in a mirror because I never, I grew up in a very clothed household, Uh, very ashamed of our bodies. We never, you know, also a bunch of big people that like we've always been ashamed. And I think that part of something that you can work on is losing the guilt of gaining weight of accepting yourself for who you are and being able to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, all right, man, this is what I'm fucking working with. Yeah. Your man likes it. You just got to learn to accept it for now. And you know what? There's always tomorrow. You can always change how you look. You can always lose weight. It's not like something that like, if I'm not doing it right now, I'm, you know, you're busy. You're yeah. an extremely stressful life. And that probably has something to do with this. Since you're so busy, you're probably not eating that well. Right. Because, uh, you know, the busier you, you eat are. fast. Yeah, you got to eat fast. You got to eat on the go. Uh, so, I mean, it's possible to look into that, baby. Try to plan out your meals a little bit more uh, so you're eating better. Because you, if you eat fast, you eat bad. Yeah. That's just that's just the fucking truth of yeah. it. Um, some people are able to do it, but it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of planning. Um, but that's also something that, you know, if you want to do that, if you can do that, fine. But if you don't, man, you got a lot of shit going on. You got a ton of shit going on. Uh, and just remember, yeah, when you're looking in the mirror, just think like someone that I love loves me and, and loves this. Exactly. And loves who I am. And then you work your way up towards like, Stripping in front of him and leaving the lights on and make him fucking look at your entire body and just 
there's something about the way, like, because that's what it was. I needed to see him look at me. You know the look. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see that ravage fucking look in his eyes when he's looking at me completely naked, accepting how I am. And it seems like this dude is totally wants that. I just he, hate, you know, I, what? I just hate picturing you and Doug having sex. Well, don't think about it. <laughs> don't think about it, Marcus. <laughs> It's not lights you. Lights on, Marcus. It's not you. It's, All the fucking lights on. It's not you. It's it's Doug. I know. Like it's because I know he's really good at it. <laughs> okay, he's very good at Fine. it, Marcus. Fine. <laughs> God. God. But that's the thing, man. It's like just ride it on top. Fucking lights on. Just looking at him. Just like arms up over your head. Just like there's so- and then that immediately creates that animal fucking friction mm-hmm. between the two of you that the second you are okay with how you look fuck it i'm fat and i know i'm good in bed there you go man and like that's that's something that you need to be able to say and like proudly say it not that you're fat you're size 13 that's not fat you're five six that's and like you had two kids i don't even know what that is it's not fat yeah <laughs> no <laughs> it's not it's not at all and i think it, it but that's i think the like just insecurity it it does everything for you you know it affects your job it affects school it affects everything it affects how you raise your children too and i think that like any time that you guys have together we just have naked time sometimes yeah yeah and you know like i know you guys have naked time all the time oh yeah and now we have more naked time naked time's fantastic and i used to hate naked time because I didn't want to, like, sitting, especially, like, sitting down in a chair. I don't need to see it. I don't want to see where it all falls into place. But you just got to fucking look at it, man. Yeah, and be man. like, yeah. This is it. For now, this is me. And I accept me for now. And who knows, you know, in the future, as your kids get older, as your kids start going to school. And, and- you're running them from sports and ballet and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, And as you get out of school. As exactly. you graduate school and you're not going to school. And going to college at the same time, you're married. You're going to be with this guy for a very, very long time. So, you know, don't think of this as this is the way I'm always going to be. Because there's always tomorrow, man. Yeah, this is this is the way I am right for now. now. For now. This is the way I am for now. And that's fine. Also, something that I find that, like, if I've gained weight and I'm being really hard on myself is I know this is terrible and you might not have, like, but I'll just go by myself a nice new shirt hmm. that I look really good in and it makes me feel good about myself. That's Cause nice. Because it's like, yeah, it might be a size bigger than I want to buy it in, but who gives a fuck? No <laughs> one knows what size you're wearing. No one knows. Nope. You know, and it's just it's just you and you just got to make yourself feel good. And that's all there is to it. You Girl, you keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. You You can do it. Yeah, you're fucking, doing great. Yeah, you're doing awesome. Your, your email is not frantic. Nor is it as frantic as my mine would be if I had kids yeah. and college and a full time job. All right. Well, let's move on to our next letter. Feel f- hi, Marcus and Jackie. Feel free to give me one of your ridiculous names. I find them so entertaining, and I think Jackie has a knack for them. By the way, this person is from Jackie's alma mater of Tallahassee, Florida State. Florida State. What name are we gonna give him? Ooh. Tallahassee lad. <laughs> well, there's Tallahassee lassie, but Tallahassee laddie. Tallahassee laddie. Tallahassee laddie. All right. 
I've been listening to the podcast for, oh, a week or so now and have completely caught up with every ep- episode available on iTunes and almost had an emotional breakdown when Sarah said the show was ending. Thankfully, you're still around because I wouldn't get through my highly tedious workday without podcasts like yours. Quick side note, I know Marcus usually handles the email stuff, but if you can see by my email, Jackie, I'm totally repping your alma mater. Yeah, it's yeah. Still, I'm still trying to get verification on your horse story from a few episodes back since I know some of the oldies around here who were affiliated with brothers. Completely get- true. It's 100% <laughs> true. You have to admit it sounds a little unbelievable. It does, it does, but that's what happens when you're a fucking gay club. The only gay club in a very homophobic town <laughs> in small town Florida. But then again, I think it is... Is Tallahassee? Yeah. It wouldn't be the strangest thing I've seen. You're right. Tallahassee, yeah. let it. <laughs> in case you didn't know, yeah, Brothers was uh, a gay bar in Tallahassee that Murder Fist got it started in, and Jackie did see a horse there once. What was the horse doing? Um, there, well, there was like, there was a lot of stuff with the horse. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it again. Okay, yeah, I just want if we had a like a quick reminder for every. Well, okay, if you don't know what the horse story, if you didn't immediately think horse, oh, I remember what the horse story was, then <laughs> probably not paying attention. Uh, all right, now for the actual question. At the end of the last semester, I had a disgusting breakup with my now ex-boyfriend. It was a situation where I was the senior who went to college, and he stayed behind and moved in with me when he turned 18. After living with him for a few months, I basically flipped some mental switch and cheated, which you would think I would have done when I wasn't living with him. The sweet irony is that he accused me of rushing things with people, and now he's moving in with someone he's known less than a month. Now, as much as I enjoy being single and all, Tallahassee isn't really known for its exceptional gay scene. The previously mentioned Brothers was the only gay bar. Oh, yeah. And it has since turned into what is effectively a dubstep dive bar. What? Yeah. No. I'm telling you, man. I, of course, never went to the place, but that makes me sad because I've heard a lot of great stories from Brothers. Oh, man. That sucks. Dubstep dive bar. So now Tallahassee doesn't have any gay bar? No, they have nothing that's, because they're all, the rest of them are all dubstep, dubstep dive bars. <laughs> I, that sucks, man. I recently encountered a rather amazing boy and have admittedly fallen rather in love. The feelings, as far as I am aware, are reciprocated. However, he attends school in Alabama, a good four plus hours from here, and he's currently a senior in college. And has said that if he's accepted into the master's program in Colorado, that he's going there, no questions asked. I'm only a sophomore this year, and I just bought a house, so moving is just not happening until I graduate. Even then, I'd much rather pursue a master's doctorate in France if I were to move, but that is a totally different issue. I guess my question is this. Do I wait and see where this is going and see if he might be going to FSU next year, or do I put those efforts somewhere else? Before him, it was just a lot of guys that want bedroom time and nothing else. The way he treats me is so wonderful that not having it Kind of scares me. Thanks, guys. Can't wait to hear more from you, Tallahassee Laddie. So, I think that there are a lot of ifs in this email. A ton of ifs. You know what I mean? And I think that, like, you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. So why not enjoy it for now? Uh, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it's like because when it gets there, if he gets into the master program, mm-hmm. if you know, it's like you don't know what's gonna happen. Like, what if he graduates from Alabama? Which, yeah, it's a drive. It kind of sucks, but who cares? I mean, yeah. you got weekends. You have times to get out there. You have times to be able to. College is the time 
to do that kind of shit. Oh, you could easily do this type of shit in college. Yes, completely. I and did this type of shit in college. One, me too. I'll drive four hours all the way to my hometown, fuck my high school sweetheart, and drive all the way back. Yeah. In one day. <laughs> because at the time, it was worth it. Yeah. And I wouldn't take it back. I would drive six hours to Dallas and then six hours back to Lubbock. That, I mean, it's just... You do that kind of shit because it's like, why not? Why the fuck not? Now is the time to do that. And if he treats you so well and things are going great, a year from now is a long time. Especially when it comes to a relationship, you don't know what the hell is going to happen. So why not just like take in that good, man? Yeah, take in the good and don't fall into the same because you, you cheated on your last boyfriend. Don't, don't cheat on this one. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, it's as hard. hard as that is, especially in a long distance relationship. Yeah, but not in Tallahassee, because like you said, yeah, there's not a whole lot of shit going on in not, Tallahassee. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, what are you going to bone some loser in the fucking bathroom of Brothers, which I have boned someone in the bathroom of Brothers, <laughs> and I'm going to go say that it wasn't my finest moment. <laughs> I don't know how many teeth he had, but I don't think it was a lot. <laughs> so... Keep faithful to this guy. If you don't, if you do cheat on him, you're going to feel like shit about it, and it's going to put a storm cloud over the relationship that he's going to notice that you're going to be thinking about it all the time since he treats you so well. If you treat him that badly, then it's going to sour things. So don't cheat on him. Don't even fucking think about it, even though it's a long ways away and you might get a little bit horny. That's why God gave his hands. Yeah, man. Just, <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. It's just fucking, just go for that. Don't cheat on the guy. And yes, give it time. Give it as much time as it takes. And even if he does go to Colorado, it might be worth it to even continue then. You know, who knows what's going to happen in a year. It's long distance relationships. Most of the time, like super long distance, because I don't even really consider four hours to be that much of a long distance relationship. You know, it, I to me, a long distance relationship would be Florida and Colorado. Yes. That's a long distance relationship. This is more of an inconvenience. Yeah, exactly. It's a big inconvenience. It is. But it's definitely an inconvenience. If you wanted to go, uh, like, then do executive, if you wanted to drive to Alabama, have a quick fuck, and then drive back, you know, you could be back in Florida by like 2 a.m. Yeah. You know, you'd be fine. Even if you wanted to do that after class one day, you could do that. Yeah. And, you know? and that's the thing is that, like, I feel like you forget with friendships or relationships that no matter how long they last, you grow and you learn something from it. Mm -hmm. So who knows? You know, maybe it'll be a year and he'll go off and then that will be the year that you had the love of your life in your life. You know, it's like you you never know what you're going to learn from someone. And especially this dude sounds like a good dude Mm -hmm. from what you're saying. And it, it can also give you that confidence to learn how to love again even though you were the one that cheated like it's still like it's still a heartbreak there was a reason why you cheated there was still there was something there that like there was a mistrust there was something wrong between you and your ex-boyfriend and i you know this could be the relationship that teaches you how to do it right again. Yeah, with much more temptation. Yes. Yeah, because you were living with a guy and you still cheated on him. Yeah. But with this guy, he's four hours away and it sounds like that you're still, that you've been faithful to him. So that is definitely a sign that you've matured a little bit. And also, you're 19. You know, if things don't work out with this, it is not going to be the end of your life. It's going to be, so. you know, I had... You know, relationship, you know, a little bit later, like 2021, that was a lot like this, uh, and it ended very badly. But 
I'm very glad that it happened. Because you learned so much. But it it ended badly, and part ways it ended badly because I uh, didn't want to do the long distance thing, and I she wanted to go. She wanted to say like, all right, well let's you know not be like so you know like let's not say like that we're like boyfriend girlfriend. Let's not you know jump right into it let's kind of take it slow and my, me and my I don't know why I was so fucking in love with this girl and so crazy about her I don't know why like I was just like no it's it's all or nothing it's gotta like you're either with me or you're not because I was also afraid that someone else would scoop her up uh, but I was just like you're either with me or you're not she's like alright well then I'm not uh, well, that's the I, I feel like people forget that, like, labels, when, like, yeah. especially when you're young, that, like, uh, am I your girlfriend or boyfriend or not? Like, that kind of thing where it's like, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't it doesn't fucking a matter. Fuck. It's, a fucking, it's, a, it's like, it's a mental trust. It's, do you trust me? That's, may as, like, may as well be what the question is. Yeah. You and, know? And on further, you know, you know, and on further reflection, that relationship probably wouldn't have worked out anyway. There were a lot of other things going on with that where it probably wouldn't have worked out. But I wish I would have stuck with it until it took its natural course instead of being an asshole and ending it abruptly. You know, like, there was, you know, if I would have gone with it, you know, I might have learned a lot of things that I could use now. Uh, a lot of shit that, you know, I could have learned earlier rather than, you know, shit that I'm still learning at 30. Um, so who knows? I mean, this is going to be a good thing for you either way. And if it ends, it ends. It's not the end of your life. It, if it ends, it'll end before you even get out of college. And who knows where the fuck that's going to go. Yeah. So. I say, man. Keep I going. Think, keep going, man. He sounds like a great fucking dude. And w- it's a diamond in the rough. Yeah, they man. say that there's a lot of them out there, but you know what? Sometimes I just don't think that's true. <laughs> but I think that it's not like a matter of like good person. It's just like meaning your match. Yeah. Like someone that you feel like even the way that you talk about him, it's like it's very rare to find someone and say those things about him. And like especially to like people that you don't even know. And yeah. the way that you described him was just like, that sounds great. Don't let that go. No. Especially if he's into it. Just keep going, man. Keep going, man. We support you. Absolutely. All right. Well, that, that was does... true. The story's true. Was it what? The horse story's true. <laughs> I believe her. I've had it corroborated <laughs> from other people. We've heard it from other people at Murder Fest. Yes. It is true. I know the horse story. I've heard plenty. I've heard stories about tranny hookers with you know plates full of coke. Yeah. You know, I, I've heard all kinds of weird oh, shit man, about that brothers. backstage. Area was a room to remember. So was the booth, the tech booth upstairs. Really? I got juice all over that room. <laughs> I bet it's still there because God knows they don't clean anything in that fucking place. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, that's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. If you have any questions for us, yeah, write to us at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. We've got uh, two questions that we're going to answer next week. We got something uh, from a uh, British guy, British by guy, and we've got something from one of our old listeners, Frank. Uh, so stay tuned for them. Uh, write us at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Thanks, guys.